Hello, everyone. Coming up, Disney Plus launch date and pricing was announced last week. We have more new information on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that came out of Star Wars Celebration. And free dining could be potentially coming back to Walt Disney World in 2020, plus so much more. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. The Diz Unplugged, episode 1030, for the week of April 16th, 2019. Maybe switch back to me instead of having an <laughs> awkward black screen. Listen, I can not see it in the panel over here, but I can see it on the TV over there. So that would have been something to fix before we went live. It was hey, here. the Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Universal, geez, now I'm all thrown off. <laughs> Dreams Unlimited Travel will help you plan the perfect Disney vacation, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, whatever you're looking for there. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And we're also brought to you by disboards.com. But I doubt that slide's going to pop up now because it's probably paused. So maybe once again, just bring it back to me. This is getting awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, disboards.com, of course, is a great place to help plan your vacations whether you're looking to do a walt disney world vacation disneyland disney cruise line disney vacation club you know there's plenty of great forums out there if you don't even want to plan a vacation just have discussion with friends head over to disboards.com and join in on it today oh it's already on me whoops and now we have inception there this is just all falling apart really uh, quickly here. So, hey, Should everyone. Should have worn that new shirt. I should, it's a, not a new shirt. It's not a new shirt. Thank you so much. But uh, it uh, also isn't a shirt I've worn very often yet. Hi. That is weird that that did that. It uh, reverted back to an old Okay. Episode. So, uh, the, the oh, test okay. worked during the preview. Uh-huh. I just want to point uh-huh. that out. And so, now everything's going wrong because okay, it was okay. running too smoothly earlier. Mm-hmm. There we go. Hi, everyone. I'm your host today, Craig Williams. I'm joined at the table alongside by my co-hosts. Uh, we have Corey Fiasconaro. Hey, guys. We have Jackie Gailey. Hi, everybody. We have Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. We have Julie Martin. Hi, all. And then back on the controls, we have Rhino Clavin. Hello. So I'm not going <laughs> to pronounce your name right if you're not going to get everything working right. You did say my name. Yeah, no, you right. did. He he doesn't want to be called Rhino Clavin. It's His too late Rhino now. Clavin. Oh. I want to be called so, Rhino. It, it's, um, it's like a share thing. Yeah. It was one um, or the other. But I have to say my last name. So it's like a. Yeah. It so. sounds weird to me. So you're either Ryan Clavin or Rhino. You can't intermix them. The Rhino. Okay. There's only one. So no, no need to specify. Moving on from that, I'm going to start off. I will explain to you where Pete is in a second, but first off, I have to give Jackie the MVP award for today. She is currently on vacation <laughs> uh, to celebrate her anniversary, but she knew how much things were uh, not going well with getting people at the table today uh, because of schedules and vacations. Uh, and so she volunteered to come in and be on the show today. So Jackie, Aww. thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to be 
here. It's very fun. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you for being here. <laughs> so you might be wondering where Pete is today. Well, he's just he's got a lot on his plate right now and he's working himself ragged to the point that he really needs some rest. He needs some sleep. Uh, I doubt he's getting it. He's probably still working away in his office, but uh, he just, he needed a day where he didn't have to, to host the show. So that's why I'm filling in on his behalf. And of course, John and Kevin are still up in uh, Chicago they might be on their way home now. I don't, I don't follow along that closely, but they they'll be here probably next week. And uh, Teresa said she didn't want to be here. So you can have that going for you. Everyone else is on <laughs> vacation. This is just, it's, it is what it's it time is right now. <laughs> it is a time. So uh, that's why you've got me deal with it. Uh, hopefully things will start looking up from where uh, we started out here, but um, I don't really, I have a couple things in housekeeping, but I'll open it up to anyone else. If you have any housekeeping first, no, anything? No, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good. That's fine. Well, uh, Pete would probably be uh, angry with me if I didn't mention Magic Candle Company. And I don't know what... I haven't heard of these. What are those? Uh, They're they're (laughs) candles. Um, They have wax. I don't don't know what the featured monthly candle is. Contemporary. So it's not burning in the studio today because... It's here, just not burning. It is, yes. Uh, I know. Don't you dare. Not while I'm at the table. I don't like candles. The wax... It builds up in my nose, and I feel like I have a dry throat then for weeks and weeks, and I can't get over it. So I hate, hate it. I will burn candles at the house when uh, it smells or when we have guests coming over to mask what any potential smells. (laughs) But other than that, uh, if you love candles and you want Disney-inspired candles, theme park-inspired candles, because there's Universal-inspired ones too, magiccandlecompany.com. I love the contemporary one. Oh my gosh, that's when you walk into the contemporary, that is my favorite smell in the world. And so that candle is the one that I bought and my house smells like the contemporary when I walk in and oh my goodness. They have um, room sprays and oil diffusers too. And use code Disney info. Save yourself 15% off. Cool. Yes. There you go. So uh, I, for my housekeeping, nothing really important. I just want to give a shout out to two people. First off is Lisa. I met her at the Magic Kingdom this weekend, and she gave me an awesome Haunted Mansion uh, keychain that she made with her 3D printer. So wanted to say thank you, Lisa. That was awesome. I know she watches. I know she's interacted with Rhino before and shared some information. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> okay. Was, you would know her as soon as I told you who she is. She sent you a a story that was not quite out in the open and public yet, but it was something that we were concerned about. <clears throat> and uh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. He has no idea. I know he doesn't. <laughs> I, I know this He's got sl- about the memory of 30 seconds ago, and that's about it. But Are we ready to start the sh- Oh, wait, we started. Oh, there we okay, go. There we go. Uh, and then also, one of my weirder interactions with was with, uh, I was getting on Peter Pan's flight, and there was this cast member like bouncing up and down. It kind of looked like he was standing there rapping to himself, and I was like, wow, this is... This is really strange for Peter Pan's flight. I did not expect that. And then... 
when our bar came down, he was the last cast member before you take off. Uh, Vincent then said, I love all your guys' videos. And I was like, oh, now I feel- <laughs> He was bouncing up and down for you. Oh, no, 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 no. He was oh. just bouncing up and down in general. But then he also paid us a compliment. And I was like, oh, oh that's awesome. It's, that's just like, what is... I still want to know what he was singing in his head that he was hmm. he was really bouncing to. It looked like a good beat. But uh, yeah, so if you're watching Vincent... You were awesome. You were uh, bringing energy to Peter Pan's flight while everyone else was just kind of zombie-like and putting people on there. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. So I'll give everyone else one last chance. If you don't have anything, all right, go well, move on. I'm going to mention uh, Patreon really quickly here. Patreon.com slash is unplugged. Um, there is, uh, last week we released uh, Pete's solo show on there for you to enjoy at your leisure. Um and that's in the $10 and up tier. Um, if you're not familiar with what Patreon is, you can find out about it if you go to patreon.com slash unplug. But it is essentially a uh, crowdfunding site that helps us uh, recoup some of the costs in the everyday uh, things that go into making all these shows and videos that we do um, because we've been doing that for so long. And, you know, it's so it's a, just a way for you guys to get back if you so choose. It is not mandatory. But... There's a lot of behind-the-scenes content we do on there. Pete's solo show is exclusive to there and some other fun stuff that we do along the way. And there's a bunch of a bunch of posts scheduled over this month. So, yeah. Anyway, check cool. it out. There you go. Okay, let's move in with the news then. I'm going to go ahead and read the news. We'll see how much of a disaster this is. Uh, and we're going to kick off with what I teased about free dining because apparently there was free dining, Disney dining offer for 2020 arrivals coming for UK residents. So this launches on April 25th, 2019. UK residents who book a Walt Disney World vacation package that includes Disney theme park tickets for at least five nights can enjoy free Disney dining or free breakfast for each night of their vacation. Uh, Additionally, those who book between April 25th and July 2nd, 2019 for arrivals between January 1st and October 3rd, 2020 can receive a Disney gift card loaded with $200 worth of Disney spending money and Disney's four. 14-day ultimate ticket for the price of a seven-day ticket. Memory Maker is also included with the purchase of a 2020 adult ultimate ticket, $199 value for that. So uh, do I? should I go over the dining plan, or do we want to assume our audience pretty much knows what the Disney dining plan is? I they do. So. And I, if you go to our homepage, www.disneyinfo.com, <laughs> and you um, hover your mouse over the Walt Disney World down on the left, you'll get a drop-down menu. Just click on Dining, and you'll see the Disney Dining Plan is one of the options. And we've got lots and lots of really great info on the Dining Plan. And we explain how it works, what you get, how much it is, all that good stuff. And um, actually, one of our listeners sent an email about this offer and um, said that it also applies to Ireland. So if you're in Ireland, double check that because I um, was driving and I haven't had a chance to, you know, kind of look into that and verify it. So um, if you're in Ireland, double check and see if that offer is going to be available to you as well. Yeah. So, Can yeah. I call in with an accent and try to get a free dining plan? Probably Do you have not. a credit card with an international address? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be a Swiss bank or something going on there. I don't, I don't know his life yet. A lot uh, of comments <laughs> of people wanting to know why why they don't offer these kinds of specials for people who live in the United States. And I don't – you know, they just don't. I mean – People in the UK come for longer, mm-hmm. so 
They yeah. do. I mean. No, they do. And the offer is available for selected arrivals January 1st through March 29th, 2020, April 19th through October 3rd, 2020. So Pete has been saying now for I can't remember how long that he does not think that free dining will be a thing after after this last round goes through and everyone who booked their free dining got it is they're going to get it um obviously for 2019 but beyond that free dining will not exist anymore any thoughts on this do we think just because uk residents are, are going to get it will this also be a thing where where it will be open again to residents of the United States. Does anyone care whether or not we have free dining? Is it? I would. They keep taking away things from free dining, but still raising the expectations of guests that they have to get it. No. And then when you when they release it and you find out there's very few rooms available and all this kind of stuff, it here in the U.S. it's it's sort of gotten to be. Um, a way to upset people rather than get free dining. So I would say don't expect it. And if it happens, great, but don't expect it to be like how it used to be. I'm sure Disney's going to try to to fill hotels to maximum levels, but I don't know that free dining is going to be the way. We talk about dining and we tell me. <laughs> Stars <laughs> I didn't eat breakfast this morning and we were recording right up until everyone walked in the house here. So I also haven't had lunch now, too. So Aww. I am starved. Hungry nearby. Sounds like it. Doesn't help that we start with that. I am. But you know what? I'm going to I will find a way to fill up sooner than later. I promise you that I, you know, once the dining plan came out, that was at least for my family, that was something that we always loved. I was too young, I think. And by that, I mean, you know, probably 13, 14, 15. I was too young to realize whether or not it was free. I doubt it was most of the time, but to us, it was just enough to have the dining plan. And even though you were paying for it, we found our ways to maximize the money that we put in and make it worthwhile on that. So I don't, you know, if, if all you want is the convenience of the dining plan, why does it ultimately matter if it's free? I know it's it could save you money potentially in the long run, but it's like we talk about a lot of times is sometimes you can use other deals and then pay out of pocket and right. you end up with a, a better deal along the way. So, But mm -hmm. I know my friends who still love to try and plan and hopefully they get free dining with it, but it just, I, I don't know, it's a concept that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but maybe that's because I've never actually planned a trip as an adult to Walt Disney World. But yeah, like I said, with with my family, it was more or less about having the dining plan that mattered, not necessarily they whether or not to, it was free. Probably back when you first started doing it, they used to have like steak and lobster. And I can remember the the people on the dis boards and stuff um, going, oh, well, hey, if I order the lobster, I'm like making money back on my dining plan. Well, when Disney figured that out, now every year, you know, like the menu choices sort of get less and less, you know, and most times I recommend to my clients, you know, buy some gift cards, have those when you, when you go, you don't have to worry about trying to get in on the free dining offer you know, there's just 
but people still have it in their heads that that's like the ultimate discount. Yeah. And it usually isn't. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, a lot of time, like I remember back in the day still when you got the appetizer, the entree and mm-hmm. the dessert, and then it was a, it was a great value. But now when, you know, if maybe you'll finish half your entree and maybe a little bit of your dessert and you just kind of leave it at that, like, why can't you just start finding other ways to maximize your money and maybe choose restaurants where you'll get more value out of your food and maybe just say, heck, I'm going to make this a quick service only trip and I don't need a quick service dining plan to go with it. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I can be very frugal when I travel and I'm on a budget. And so even like, you know, I don't know. It's it just it's a concept that I too. still don't get. Yeah. yeah. I think it really depends a lot on your dynamics of your family too. Like when we had, um, when our kids were both heavy eating teenagers, you know, they like want to eat everything constantly. I'm like, we just ate. <laughs> and like, how could you even think about eating yet? And so I think a lot of it depends on the ages of your kids. Cause like a 10 year old doesn't eat much more than a nine year old, but the dining plan costs so much more. So it, you know, once they turn 10 and then it's, so it, it really like, you have to really work it out and see if it's a discount. Cause especially this year with these 35% resort discounts that are going on. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really tricky on whether or not it's going to be worth it. Yeah. See, For me, like me personally, I have planned a lot of Disney vacations recently as an adult, but I have no kids. It's just me and my wife and the dining plan has never actually appealed to us. Um, is it convenient? Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if I did get the dining plan, like I'd want to just order the most expensive thing on the menu every single time. And that's not always what I actually want. So yeah. I like to have that control. It also makes me wonder if they're going to release 2020 rates and availability now that this offer is out because mm-hmm. we're about due for 2020. So are they going to announce it with free dining or are they just going to announce it for here? Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting. See, I don't think free dining costs Disney a ton of money, really. Because when we think about it that way, like, it's not a huge – like, sometimes it ends up being really beneficial to some families and sometimes it doesn't. So from their side of things, I don't think it's costing them a huge ton of money to give that discount. So they are doing really well all around because people are jazzed to – get that discount but again it's not hitting them in the pocketbook so if there was a way to like you know with free dining you feel like you're saving a lot of money in the long run if they wanted to do like a light version of it where you are still paying the price you would pay anyways but you want to feel like you got a discount i would even love to see something like a you know, they give you this stupid coupon book when you show up and stay at a hotel that maybe use miniature golf and maybe a discount somewhere, but most likely nothing. I would like to see one where you get like maybe four, like a coupon for a, a Disney signature treat. And mm, you get something yeah. like that where it's like, oh, well, here, get a Mickey bar on us or have a dual Whip on us or a, yeah. a churro, whatever. Something where you feel like, and you know, it could obviously be more than that, but something where you're still like, Oh, I'm getting I'm getting something special out of this. I feel like I'm getting a bonus for that where it's not really costing them anything. Like, you know, a Mickey bar can't cost more than 
sense for them to actually make in the long run. But yeah, but then people feel like, oh, that's something that you don't have to spend 20 bucks on when the family wants it. Yeah. So just just a little bit of snacks without going like full blown into dining plan. But something like that could for someone who is very short attention like myself or Rhino, I feel like we would almost get more excited about something like that. If you're like, what? I can have free snacks. Well, one of the things that happens, too, is that Disney does this every year. So now people sort of expect that it's coming. So they go and they book their dining at 180 days. So then when free dining is announced, all those people now try to go to get dining and things aren't available. And then they get all fussed up. So it's like free dining. It's almost like you can't win. You're going to be upset somewhere along the line. I feel like the people have done that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They, they've made it so it's <laughs> it's super crazy. As travel agents, I can tell you when free dining is released, we're all there, you know, on the phone at 7 o'clock in the morning. And by the time Disney gets to the travel agents, you know, people have been on the board saying this, that, and the other thing. And we sort of get, as the availability goes down, because they're not offering as much, we have a hard time getting it for our clients mm. and it frustrates them, but we're on the phone trying to do the very best that we can. So as a travel agent, free dining could, I'd rather do a discount for people than free dining. Hmm. Well, there you have it from the travel <laughs> agents mouth, <laughs> the final word on that. So we're going to move on to uh, the next conversation, which I believe is going to spark engaging conversation specifically with Julie. I'm sitting back. No, no, you sit up on that mic because I want your input every step on the way on this. Uh, we're going to move on to Star Wars talk. And, you know, it was it was a big week for Star Wars. Of course, it was Star Wars celebration happening in Chicago. We had a whole bunch of the Dreams team up there helping out. Uh, we had John, Kevin. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, uh, Michael Jordan. The, the whole group the was dream up team. there helping out. Now, a whole bunch of uh, Dreams agents were up there, and they were helping to help plan people's vacations, I guess, if they came to Star Wars Celebration and said, I want to book a Disney vacation. They were there for that. And uh, yeah, Star Wars Celebration was also happening in the background during all of this. And while there was uh, lots of excitement coming out of Celebration, like the the trailer for Episode 9 and the name Ooh. The Rise of Skywalker. I know Julie watched that a couple times. <laughs> Not once. Okay. Uh, Kathy, I'm on the fence about. I think maybe she watched it but she's like still not for me nope, not even that no nope. uh, well i know jackie watched it because we were watching it together did. not in the same room but no. virtually yeah i did yeah. you know what's funny is that these things are getting like i've never really been that into star wars but oh my gosh this stuff is cool okay. i'm so yeah. glad you like it i do y'all can learn I do. I like seeing all the people that are, you know, like I've watched a couple of the movies, so I can't call myself a Star Wars fan, but I like watching all the people that put so much into it with their costumes and the, the details. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it really, the cosplay, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, lots of exciting stuff. And so, yes, the 
episode nine trailer released. That was big news for that day. There was other panels exploring stuff like the Mandalorian, so much more. There was a lot, but of course, being a Walt Disney World and travel planning show, uh, we have to talk about the Galaxy's Edge panel that they had and a little bit more about Galaxy's Edge that was revealed. But, you know, ultimately... There wasn't a ton of stuff. I mean, I feel like after they brought the journalists into Galaxy's Edge to give them the first look around and see see what it kind of looked like, give them some food and show off the merchandise to beginning, that kind of did a lot of the work right there. And so now it's like, well, let's see what kind of meat we can throw out uh, to the to the rest of the world to get them still more excited. And the first thing they they really tried to push to get us excited, of course, was the the exclusive Coca Cola lineup. Okay, can Ooh. I just say that this is the one thing that I think is really cool, and you probably think it's dumb. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's dumb. I am. <laughs> there, it's a multifaceted issue, uh, but for me in particular, I I don't think Coke belongs in there. It's just I, I get that they want to make money off of it, and so the, at least they are doing it in a respectful way and putting all of the the products in Arabesh and trying to to really theme it well. And so I appreciate that. I have been upfront and honest saying or, that Arabesh is the Star Wars language. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, I, I have already been very honest saying, I know I will buy at least the Coke bottle, the Sprite one and the Dasani at least once. I probably. just want the Coke. The Dasani I'll probably buy a lot because I end up buying water in the parks, yeah. even when I forget my water bottle. But I, I know I will buy them at least once, but that doesn't mean I, I want them in there. I, I don't like that they're just shoehorning it in to make extra. Well, what money. do they drink at Star Wars? They not Coca Cola. Well, okay, well, I'm just curious because they did butter beer at Harry Potter, which I know is not the same thing. So, like, what should be the drink? Well, that, well that's gonna the, have. That's the thing. Sorry, is that the there's not like a, a source like book and and so we only visually have seen star wars with like harry potter stuff was described yeah. in the book so like we knew about their drink in the book whereas in like star wars the whole thing is though star i'm assuming earth isn't real or it isn't exist or or if this is a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yes. how'd they get the recipe for coke exactly <laughs> and that's it. and that's one of like the how things did that- we get it <laughs> How oh, do we geez. get it? Science. Yeah, uh, it's it really that that's one of the points though. That it is for me. It's like we are on Earth. We don't know that they know anything about Earth because we don't know how far back a long time ago in a galaxy far far away is so there's issues with that storyline and when you're spending billions hundreds of millions or potentially a billion dollars on this like i get you can make it as immersive as possible but then when you're willing to throw the storyline out on a little something like coke that's where it kind of irritates me and no one's going to be policing this <laughs> land saying you can't bring your coke in from the outside the, the this same is, way this is not the coke you're yeah, looking for like it's the same thing with the wizarding awesome. world you you can walk in with your drink that you brought from the outside no one's gonna just tell you bring me a coke stop syrup. stop you like it'll just will bring me a coke syrup. <laughs> um, it's a throwback from an snl sketch with 
George Lucas. It's funny. Uh, but yes, no, no one's going to stop you from bringing it in. So if you want it that bad enough, buy it outside and then bring it well, in. Well, in Orlando, you have, in. I feel like in Disneyland, the area is a little more like out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. You can't see it. But for us, it's literally like you pass an area that you could buy it literally steps from an entrance in both sides. And so you could have it right there. But I'm not saying I feel as passionately about it. But Craig, you made a good point about the reverse engineering of product placement into the movies after this on the Disneyland show that we recorded for tomorrow. But did you want to bring that up about how your fear of the bottle going away? Yeah, I one of my concerns is that eventually they will run out of these bottles. They're not going to make enough initially to meet demand. And then what happens when they run out? Like regular Cokes come back. Well, that's what I'm, I'm (laughs) concerned about is that it starts off where they're like, we have all this. And then they run out one day and people start complaining. Well, we want, we want to drink. We want our Coke. They're going to have to keep this up. Well, and, but I don't know. I mean, I, obviously we don't know, if they will have enough supply to meet the demand for it, I'm hoping that they would, and I'm assuming that they will. But I do fear that that one day comes where they run out, and a manager just oversteps his his boundaries and food and bev and says, "No, nope, we're just going to throw regular Coke in there," mm-hmm. and then that leads. No, to No, it's a due to guest demand that they went back to the regular Coke bottles because <laughs> you got more in the yeah. Coke bottle. Yeah, it's I. I could see something like that happening too, saying, oh, well, this is this is only 12 ounces and I could get a 16 ounce or 20 ounce bottle before. This is an outrage. I can see lots of stuff like that potentially happening. And that's that scares me because that's when quality starts going downhill. And then the next thing you do, you're walking through the line for an attraction <laughs> and there's trash everywhere and saying, you know, we don't we just don't care. Um it's I it's feel like thread, it could be a slippery slope. The thread of integrity being pulled and it's like I I I do appreciate that the bottles are themed. I you know, they if you're listening, they look I said before they look kind of like little BB8s mm-hmm. to me. Um so I do appreciate that. Um but I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't even it wouldn't even be something I'd give a second thought to if Disney hadn't constantly been putting out press releases for the last however many years about how this land was going to be the most themed thing and how the integrity of the the theming and the storyline is going to transcend anything that's ever been before and stuff. So, like, when people get on Craig for being upset that there's soda here, like, I understand his point of view because it is, like he said, the slippery slope because if you're going to say you're going to do all this stuff, then do it. Don't keep saying it. Get me to spend my money and then take it back, you know? Well, just wait for the extended trailer because after Ray does her little <laughs> flip over the, the ship there at the beginning of the trailer, she actually lands in the sand and finds a fresh can of Coke. Yeah. Original Coke, cracks it open, glug, glug, glug. Everything's good and now it's connected. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I, and just to go full circle on this i have been berated to saying well wizarding world of harry potter has beers that are not just from the wizarding world i'm not okay with that also i think that if when i go into the wizarding world i only get beer that is brewed specifically for the land and from there the same way when i walk in pandora i only get the green beer and that's Mm. what i drink when i'm in there when i'm in these lands that are trying to immerse you into the story that they've worked so hard to build. I, I go full in on that. And 
I feel like everyone else should too. Are the is Coke? But that's the, just me. Is Coke the texting in a movie theater of Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> yes, it might be. It Using your phone in a theater, like it's the equivalent of like out of the corner of my eye, it takes you out of it just enough that you're like, I'm supposed to be being transported and stuff. And I don't, I don't knock you for being as particular as you are about this. It's just like you're somebody who says, I really like a story and I want to appreciate all the parts of the story. Don't dumb it down because. Because of whatever, you know? Okay, then I'll speak for the other side, because I know they're going to have special drinks in the cantina Mm -hmm. and things like that, which is fine. That's great. But if I'm thirsty, I don't want to have to walk out to Toy Story Land. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they have Coke. And I I know that takes away from the story, but knowing Disney, I'm sure they're going to think of a way to to tie it in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I 100% think in one of the movies someday somebody's going to drink out of one of these containers. <laughs> and then maybe not the Coke one, but like a silver something or other. And I'm I'm fully on board with the water. I, you know, I have no complaints with that. It's 100% that they drink water in, in Star Wars. So you have the water there. Put it in a theme bottle. Perfect for me. It's it's where you get in with the actual soda products that is a little bit messier. But I'm uh, not just going to keep going on that over and over again. Uh, and I'm sure people will get tired of it eventually. But if you ever want to interact with me about it later, <laughs> I will be happy to get angry over social media with you and then really consider blocking you for a while and then pump in the brakes and say, no, I'll give you one more chance. Especially if you don't agree with him. Yeah, it's it's. It's fine. It's all good. But uh, there is other announcements, obviously, along the way. So in the Galaxy's Edge panel, they did a lot of uh, confirmation in that. Uh, sorry, I'm saying that really uh, poorly there. They, they confirmed a lot of information that we already expected. So uh, stuff like Frank Oz is going to lend his voice to, to Yoda in the land. I, I think I hope that Disney would reach out and try to get everyone's voice that they actually needed when they were bringing the land to life. So All the force like, ghosts. Well, they've been talking for since one of the, one of the galactic Knights panels, how like to help with authenticity in the movies and such, they went out and they found the original voice of Nian Num and, yeah, I thought that just was cool. To, just to bring him back and get him in everything with, I think the land in the movies. And so now like, if you're going to go through that effort for such a minor character, then I hope you're going to nail the major ones and not do like, not do like escape to Gringotts and in the Hogwarts <sighs> express with, Hey, these actors don't want to be a part of it anymore. So let's just cast people who sound nothing like them and throw them in the mix. And I'm Hermione Granger. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the very least, it's, it's exciting to hear that they're, they're bringing that level of authenticity and Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman will be returning to voice Rex as DJ Rex now inside Oga's Cantina. And as much as Julie hates everything, I, I feel like you I like know who Pee-wee that is. Herman. Yeah, I yeah. did. I watched that. Okay. But you I had no that. idea he was yeah. a part of this franchise. Yeah. Did you not write Star Tours? The original one? <laughs> one time. One time? Made you very <laughs> ill, I'm assuming? Nope. nope. Just didn't nope. care for it. Fantastic. And I was the rebel spy. Oh, she's only written oh, the new so one. Oh, wow. The original? <laughs> oh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll just go scream in the corner later. It'll be okay. But when I rode Rock and Roller Coaster two weekends ago, mm-hmm. it had been over ten years. Oh boy, that's, how'd that work out? Uh, I can understand. Were you green? I did not like it. Mm-hmm. 
and you don't have to yeah. like it. That's fine. But uh, to incorporate Rex, they even they even added this great backstory going from the Galactic Civil War. I'm not going to get into that because that's a little too nerdy for most people. But they're bringing him back in. Uh, we got to see first looks at some of the animatronics, including Hondo, who you will see in uh, <coughs> Smuggler's Run in, in the queue for that. And that looked fantastic. They showed concept art of Doc Ondar. And that was that was also neat. I love that they're they're bringing these realistic creatures in because that's been something I've been worried about from the very beginning is you you have this entire world that you're building up who's going to populate it and keep the story moving on and I I hope they uh, stick with it too especially with the you know here in Florida the heat in the summer you know this opening in the end of August which is literally like that August September uh, spot there is like the hot it's like living on the sun and I get that that's where the characters live in the universe but somebody's going to pass out in there. So I just, you know, I hope for safety, but also for, I I want to be in that land interacting with these, these, uh, I don't want to call them aliens, but visitors will say. Um, And I, you know, I don't want that to go the wayside because that for me sounds like some of the coolest parts of the land is all the different people that are going to be around. Well, I'll tell you the coolest part of the land is the fact that starting on August 29th, you'll be able to play Disney parks with Galaxy's Edge. Oh, snap. I don't know if my sarcasm was <laughs> really on show there, but does anyone use play Disney parks? I didn't even know what you were talking no. about. <laughs> oh, oh, Julie. No, oh, Julie. Uh, it's, it's, a fun, uh, it's a fun way for you to help with your time waiting in lines by oh. interacting with some of the attractions and such, and they curate all these beautiful playlist for you that then mm. link to to apple music so you can listen to your favorite disney music i downloaded it and i used it once in walt disney world and i used it once in disneyland like so over the useful. course of 20 minutes <laughs> and well it drains your battery yeah. right away so and i feel like if you even plug in a fuel rod with it it starts this uphill battle of which one can get hotter and work harder. <laughs> which one can get harder and hotter and work harder and what what did i say did i say a bad thing no you're fine you're okay but don't worry phone, about it your phone turns into a galactic data pad you guys i mean come on oh jackie a galactic brought it. data pad mm-hmm. I was okay. going to say, who cool was that for 10 I'm, minutes? I'm more about looking at the queue. Okay. With the kids. I'm, you're not going to play on my phone. You're not going to no. look. Oh, look over there. Look over yeah. here. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so cool? That's I, what you do in the line. I <laughs> yeah. feel like someone got paid a lot of money to develop this and they're going to place all these little things around the land where you can translate and become a part of the story in the game. And the majority of people will not use it at all. But I could be wrong. Or they'll be using it and looking at their phone and not actually enjoying the land. Right. Yeah, that's also... Which already annoys the crap out of me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. When you're in a park, you should be enjoying the park. Not and if you need to phone. look at your phone to help you do something, or if you're doing something very important, step to the side of the walkway, please. Yeah. Do not right. stand in the middle of the walkway and do your texting or emailing. It's kind of annoying. See, I like to come full stop in the <laughs> middle of a crowd, because clearly I haven't been walking Then I hope I'm behind you time. with my stroller, because no, I will just ram you. I, I, I say like... <laughs> I'm joking. Joking. <laughs> especially put the phone down in this land if they're touting it to be like one of the most detailed areas they have like ever built. You know, then 
you're gonna miss that stuff if you're you know save the phone for like after you've been like 200 times and you you've memorized every crevasse that you can yeah yes i said it <laughs> yeah i hey you know what i'll use it once and i will form an opinion about it that i will never change out of bitterness and spite <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be with that but who knows maybe it'll end up being really awesome so i have a feeling it will be closer to me like uh, my experience with the interactive wands in the wizarding world where i was super excited to use it for the very first time and i think i've brought my wand in maybe i think i'm up to three once or twice <laughs> in four years so it's you uh, just forget you forget odds, yeah it's it's just once I get in there, it's I, it's the last thing that's on my mind until mm-hmm. I see someone else doing it, which I guess that's the beauty of having it on your phone is you pretty much always have your phone. So if you see someone else doing it and you're like, I want to get in on that, you can without dishing out a ton of money, but uh, without dishing out any money at all. But I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm for my opinions on it and I'm bitter again. But anywho, uh, not much more to go over with that. Uh, does anyone want to mention any merchandise that they saw that came from Celebration that looked interesting to them? I mean, I thought I said it on the Disneyland show, or I will say it on the Disneyland show, because they showed some of the droid stuff, which was cool. A little more involved than I expected, like the Build-A-Bear of droids, only a little more interactive, which I, I, I actually do think it's neat. I like that it's not just lightsabers. I think that's fun. It gives another, it adds another layer into this universe that I never really think about like who's making the droids you know certainly isn't Watto that guy's just stealing them um that was super nerdy I'm sorry Julie um but I I think I've already said how excited I am because they they showed a lot more like the clothes they showed I saw uh, some photos that showed a little bit more of like the shirts that are gonna have like oh this is the droid shop or like character shirts on them without saying Star Wars so that was interesting to see, like, I want to call them normal souvenirs. Yeah, but items. even then, they're, like, not normal. Like, the Droid Depot shirt that, you know, it says Droid Depot, and it, it has the Arabesh on it, but it's just, it's very, very strange. It's like, I don't feel like anyone who lives right, on, yeah. in, in Black Spire Outpost, I don't feel like they would buy that. I don't feel like that's something they made there. The the hats and like the they have the headbands where it's like oh yeah, droids heads like, on top. that's the weirdest thing that does not feel authentic who's ready for a pretty droid so, tea party the only <laughs> the only reason that feels authentic is because we already go to parks where we're like we need to buy a hat with a character on it we like so in that way it does it is kind of true to life in that but I can't wait to see uh, in Rise of the Skywalker when uh, Ray celebrates her fallen friend BB-8 and wears his head upon her head <laughs> as a tribute. No, kids I, are gonna lose their minds I, for those things, though. You guys, I thought the coolest thing out of this was the squeeze breeze that looks yeah. like one of the uh, moisture evaporators or whatever they're called from Tatooine or whatever desert planet you want to be on. But you know, I thought for me, I was like, ooh, I might get one of these. There are a yeah. lot of pin releases for the opening Galaxy's Edge 2. I saw like at least 10 of them. So oh, That yeah. makes sense yeah. because that's definitely something that would be crafted. Well, Luke Skywalker was actually a big pin trader oh, yeah. with the Jawas yeah, yeah. In, in George Lucas's original script. So I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Only Disney authentic pins, though. Yeah. 
(laughs) 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 Okay, I'm I'm done with this. There was more, but uh, finishing up with our final news story on here, uh, we now have the launch date and uh, pricing info for Disney Plus. So it was shared during the Investor Day uh, ceremony, I guess is the best way to describe it, that happened last week. Uh, Disney Plus, the streaming service that we're all on the edge of our seats waiting for and that's not sarcasm i cannot wait for this i think everyone in this room will most likely be a subscriber to it uh it will be launched on november 12th 2019 hopefully at midnight because i want to take full advantage of that day it's the day before my anniversary Uh and I want my wife to know that the only present she needs to get me is that is a subscription to Disney Plus. <laughs> so I'm sure she will get it. Uh, no, I, I'll be the one buying it. But yeah, it'll be launching then, and it will be at a price point of six ninety nine per month, or you can pay upfront sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents annually. I know people get afraid of paying for something upfront like that because what if it goes away? I don't think this is going no. anywhere. No. It's this is the future for the time to come, and I, yeah, I don't. I, you know, uh, sorry, I'm just diving right in here with the discussion. But like, I saw a thing. Um, I read a thing about how Netflix, uh, some of the stock lowered or uh, you know, dropped after this announcement, and like, this isn't a Netflix competition. This mm-hmm. is a completely different thing. Like for me, when I think about my streaming services, like. I, this is me personally for Hulu. I think, okay, well, this is all the television because I don't have cable. So this is the regular airing, like, you know, Tuesdays on ABC, Wednesday, whatever. And then Netflix, I think about, okay, their original programming that could be from anything to anywhere. And then Disney, I'm like, all right, cool. We have some movies. Hannah Montana Marathon. Yes. We have (laughs) Disney Channel original movies. We've got, you know, all this stuff. And now, um, you know, a Jeff Goldblum National Geographic show. Yes, please. That's, so I know we're not saying Netflix Netflix killer, and I know that's something Disney doesn't want to say it to. Uh, they just want to be in the market with that. But let's be real. The ultimate goal is that you're coming up with enough original content that's better than what the competitors are doing. So you're going to be more likely to throw on Disney Plus and watch all eight episodes of The Mandalorian yeah. rather than catching up on whatever netflix is putting out now um you know i i'm not saying that as a knock to netflix i i love a lot of the original content that they put out there but really you know it's it's pick or choose well they all they also um they said that so there people are just assuming you're gonna like be able to binge stuff yes that's already come out you know 30 30 seasons of the simpsons being on this that was for me was like oh i'm in because I have been wanting to go back and watch some of the sim because I haven't seen it all. I don't know. Um, but they said only the first episode of the Mandalorian is actually going to be available at launch. So they don't actually know how distribution of the shows will work. If it'll be weekly, like Hulu had, has done with some, but Hulu also does release like Netflix and will release everything at once with some stuff. So that's, what's interesting is that they could release one episode a month, you know? Yeah. uh I mean, most people aren't going to want to pay for five active subscriptions or nonetheless have the time to consume content from five subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting Disney Plus as a Disney fan, probably going to make some cuts. And I mean, for a Disney fan, Disney Plus is probably going to take precedence over just about all of them. Yeah. Uh, now, see, I have all the streaming things, but if it's Disney, I mean, I have months, probably years to catch up with all the Disney movies I've never seen. 
But once that happens, what are they going to have for the average person? That's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, I'm not going to give up my Netflix or my Amazon Prime, and I have cable, too. So until somebody doesn't provide me with what I need, that's when I will leave them. So, you know, price-wise, I will add on Disney Plus because it's so cheap and expensive. I can add that. I can humor myself for the next however many months watching movies. See, for me, I – sorry, not to interrupt you on that. I'm – with Netflix in particular, I basically – I'm in a love-hate relationship with it because I'm still – I haven't cut the cord on cable. I – most of the people I talk to, they're telling me, well, you know, I got got Hulu TV or this package with it, and then I have my internet, and I am saving so much money – then you ask them, well, how much do you spend? $130. It's like, well, Spectrum, you can get yeah. a package with digital cable and internet for 110 So yeah. you're overpaying right now thinking that you're saving money. And right. that's not the case. I keep that. I use Netflix a lot for stuff like The Office, mm-hmm. uh, Friends every now and then. Parks and Rec. Crazy Parks Anatomy. and Rec. <laughs> and if you haven't had cable for a while – you haven't realized that those shows are almost at the point now where you can turn on TV at any point in time and find them. So mm-hmm. besides stuff like uh, The Haunting of Hill House and um, Stranger Things, and Stranger Things, I'm running out of reasons why to keep Netflix. Well, so you ma- you make a kind of a valid, uh, an interesting point here with talking about like The Office and Parks and Rec, and you said Friends specifically. Friends isn't going to be on Netflix yeah, after mm-hmm. 2019 because Warner Brothers is launching their own streaming service. So now there's too many streaming services, but What's what's interesting about that is whatever's on Netflix, if it's not a Netflix original show, can rotate in and out of going on and off Netflix, including movies, TV shows, all that stuff that you're just taking for granted. Whereas Disney content belongs to Disney. So stuff that's on the streaming service, Disney Plus, will probably never go away. So yeah. that's a guaranteed like longevity in that. So that's an interesting perspective. But also... I read an article about how Bob Iger said essentially they bought Fox because of they weren't originally going to buy it. But then when they talked about moving into the direct to consumer area with Disney Plus, he's like the light bulb went off. And that was the reason why we're like, we want them because we want that content of material for our library, whether it's on Disney Plus. And Craig, you and I were talking this morning about how not all of that Fox library will be on on uh, Disney Plus because now Disney is a majority shareholder in Hulu. So it's interesting because. If I were to go with one, I'm not saying I would get rid of Hulu or or Netflix ever, but you would think like, I think about how Netflix has become kind of the standard in a home and then Hulu is a little like almost there, but like you, they've got it in a way where they're like, you can't get rid of either of these because we have content here too as well. That's not from this other thing, you know, I'm all, I'm about Hulu. So I, oh, I like, I like that's, Hulu. that's my number one. I use that more than Netflix. It helps me catch up on shows that I miss. And yes, I do. I have on demand with my cable, but every now and then it doesn't update quick enough. Yeah. Whereas I know or they take them away. Yeah. And yeah. Hulu <laughs> is there the very next day. And I know I can use that to guarantee on, I don't care so much about the movies on Hulu because I have AMC a list. So now instead of watching movies at home, I'm actually going to the theaters more to see movies. And if I like it enough that I want to buy it, I do that. But I'm not going to Netflix to scroll through movies anymore and looking for stuff that I genuinely don't care about 99% of the time. Like that that's just me on it. But getting back onto the Disney Plus side of it, as Rhino has mentioned, he 
talked about some of that. Once it launches, it will launch with a pretty big library. It's over uh, – it's 75 – It's like 19 it? picks. It's over 7,500 okay. television episodes and 500 films on Disney Plus right at the launch. Rhino mentioned The Simpsons, all 30 seasons. So if you've been trying to watch it on the FX Now app and – constantly struggling with it like i always do uh this is a nice welcome change it will, and it's it's only going to be on there i think they're yes, removing it, it from will FX, be removed right? from yeah. there it'll only be on there it's going to have content from disney pixar marvel star wars national geographic it will it's launching with a lot of classics that people want uh like it will have snow white in the photos that they release like snow white will be there coco will be there the six original well the three original star wars films plus the three prequels force awakens rogue one will all be there right at launch with last jedi following shortly after and then after um, i think after, after that too i think yeah and then after um after episode nine is released, then that will be the exclusive home. It'll be the exclusive home of streaming Captain Marvel upon its release. Anything that was released in 2019. Once it goes to streaming, it will only be available on Disney Plus. So it's huge for that. And then we've kind of dipped into all of the original content that will be coming. Uh, it's just a ton of stuff, including Into the Unknown, Making a Frozen 2, a Phineas and Ferb movie, High School Musical, the musical, the series, the <laughs> live-action Lady and the Tramp, a Walt Disney Imagineering documentary series made by Leslie Iwerks, uh, tons of new Marvel uh, originals, including a live-action series with the Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, uh, the Marvel's <laughs> What If series. Uh, Star Wars will have original programming as well, Loki. including what's that? Oh, the, yeah, Loki I forgot show. about Loki, yeah. too. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. Pixar is doing special shorts with it. The Forky Asks a Question and Lamp Life, which will explore Bo Peep's story uh, <laughs> as, um, you know, as in her time of being missing from missing from the Toy Story franchise. The Monsters at Work series with Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Returning back with their voices, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, a documentary looking at the magic of uh, of Animal Kingdom, where they're going to have a documentary series taking place inside Animal Kingdom in Epcot Sea Base Aquarium. That's going over the work that the vets and biologists are all doing in there, and just, just again, so much more. They're going to pull in some family friendly Fox titles. Uh, like Sound of Music, The Princess Bride. They mentioned Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know why that's where they went with it, but <laughs> you know, I love Frankie Muniz. So does Julie. Brian Cranston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's good stuff. So there's, and that's just at launch. It's going to then come further and further. There will be classic Disney movies on there. They Lady the, and the like, Tramp, 12, I think, right? 20,000. I already mentioned that. Yeah. The live, the live action, action one? one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Sorry. Like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea will be on there. Ooh. Like your, your classic Disney movies. We don't know where it's going to end, where they're going to cut off. I thought he eventually, I thought Pi Viagra had said at one point that the entire Disney vault would be yeah. would be available at some point. I'm sure they're not throwing it all at once, obviously. But, but. we don't know where that ends. Like Disney yeah. Vault, I include stuff like the original Mickey Mouse 
television series. Oh, will that be released one day? Will original Zorro be released one day? Or the Wonderful World of Disney from the, the with like him talking about the parks yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. I, you don't know where it's going to go. And are they like, still going to use the vault? Like, are they going to put some things on the service and be like, well, these things are still in the um, vault. You can't have these now. Take it and, like, off the service them in after? and out. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I think the vault's over. Yeah. With okay. that. It's, I think they announced that, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, no, it's oh. that's that whole stream, that idea of marketing is just gone now. People want, they want what they want when they want it, and if they're willing to stay six ninety nine a month to have it, then they're not going to pull things from there. They even said too that you'll be able to download every title available that you want to have for offline viewing, which is awesome. It's something that I love with it. The issue is like there's so much on there that you will fill up a phone. Before you know it, with just that Disney content there, there's it. This is going to be legit. Like it's the real deal. I think with the announcements that they've made, they finally have started to reach beyond people that are like Disney fans. You know what I mean? There are people who like, like when we talk about Star Wars, like I watch the Star Wars movies, I enjoy them. I don't watch the the cartoons or anything like that. But I, you know, there are people who have just like casually seen them, and you're like, I enjoy them, and that's how I feel about. With like people like Disney, they're like, oh, I have Disney in my life. You know, I show my kids, you know, we had the VHSs, that sort of thing. But they wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, this service is a must. They, you know, they'd be like, oh, it's it's a it's it's a superlative service or something. And now it feels like they're really stepping into that territory, which is reached beyond the people that are like us in this room or the ones who are watching the show right now. It's into the it's getting into the casual consumer. You know, I think about like my mom sitting on the couch at home. You know? And that's such a fair price too. Like you think like like somebody like us, like we're huge Disney fans, we'd be willing to pay way more than six ninety nine. Don't this. tell anyone yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, that's... um, I don't know about that. Corey says in chat that that they're gonna Disney uh, sound on Disney Plus is gonna be extra though. <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah. And you know they they announced that there will be bundles eventually with Hulu and ESPN Plus. That's cool. And so the sky is the limit on that. So looking forward to it. November 12th, I think I think we might crash the servers. The internet is gone. Yeah, I don't know if they'll have enough to keep up with demand, but hopefully they're smart enough that they planned ahead and everything with Bam Tech works out and it all goes well but that's going to do it for our news discussion and we're going to end this show with rapid fire but i'm going to start with julie talking about i believe some healthy food options in there because we uh or joffrey's yeah Which i was like was I, joffrey's? I mean yeah. i consider coffee healthy <laughs> so we are yeah it's part julie's of my got a regular run, diet so start with her okay so um a new joffrey's location is coming to espn wide world of sports Oh, yeah. And she's finished. You can get your coffee fix now, <laughs> right? Then I'm done. Um, <laughs> um, coffees, lattes, teas, and more. In theme with ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, the new Joffrey's location will offer a specialty drink called the Game Changer. Mm. The Game like Changer sweat. will be a cold brew beverage with a shot of espresso and light cream. Other new items being added to this location's menu include acai bowls, breakfast sandwiches, and some healthy alternative options. So they, there is a mention of something healthy, Craig. You were right. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I know. No, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the sweat-flavored drink and the, the dirt-flavored drink and everything sporty. Dear, dear. <laughs> I would like to chew on leather <laughs> if they have leather muffins or something along those lines. I'm I don't sure. understand why there wasn't already a place that sold coffee here. Yeah. Right? I'm sure there was. It probably was Nescafe still. (laughs) Probably some really, really miserable person. Now you can get better coffee at 
Wide World of Sports. If you want it. Usually when I'm there, it's in the middle of the day and the sun is beating down. And the last thing I'm thinking about is a even even cold coffee. I had coffee yesterday at 3.30 p.m. by the pool. <laughs> Hot coffee. <laughs> the situation that you just described sound like the perfect situation that I'd want coffee. Okie dokie. There you it's go. not about being hot or cold for me. It's about the need of, for the coffee. It's not, nothing more I like while my skin is on fire is to make be like, you know what will help? If my insides smash the outside. <laughs> Burn them too. When I need that refreshing drink, I switch to an ice cold Budweiser. <laughs> Ding. Pay me. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Hashtag ad. Commercials. Um. <laughs> merchandising. 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 Uh, I'm just joking. I only drink that when I'm desperate. But thank you, Julie, for being a part of the show. You're uh, welcome. I know you have to run, so we will miss you. Goodbye. Uh, let's move on to uh, Fiasco. What were you talking about this week? All right. So we're looking at the Beauty and the Beast theme lounge <laughs> coming right. to the Disney Grand Floridian Resort. So Disney is inviting guests to tie their napkins round their necks as they've Ooh. officially announced that an enchanted Beauty and the Beast-inspired lounge will be coming to Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Uh, in the former location of Meisner's Lounge in Commander Porter's, this reimagined lounge will feature four unique spaces inspired by Belle and the Beast. The signature bar will glow from the light of a magnificent gold chandelier that takes its inspiration from Belle's flowing ball gown. Mm. With subtle nods to the Beast Magical Rose, the formal library showcases classical brocade designs, I think. Baroque. I don't, I don't say French words. <laughs> uh, the French furnishings inspired by Belle with hints of the Beast Friends. The garden room will be a whimsical space that draws inspiration from the enchanted forest surrounding the Beast Castle. Fancy. I know yeah. Jackie is losing her freaking mind over this right now. I am. I totally am. I think it's gorgeous. I don't think it has to be all. You know, people are having a fit about the the theme and they don't want this and, the, and it doesn't go. And oh my God, this is way better than Meisner's Lounge. That place was like just, a stuffy little closet. Yeah, I can't. I don't understand why. Like, this is, you can't tell how the whole entire thing is going to look, but those liquors on those shelves behind that looks like the library like it's not like in your face beauty and the beast cartoon right like, it's and when i think of grand floridian the thing that just pops up to me like right away is just like it's elegant it's very nice ritzy elegant mm -hmm. beauty and the beast kind of fits that yeah. I think it so. kind of does. I think this bar, from the concept art at least, looks open, inviting. Um, I like that it's that full round bar there, or at least that's what it kind of looks like. It might not be, but um, and it just looks like it's going to be a lot more. It's going to be brighter. I like that color scheme they got going there, so I kind of hope they keep that too. But I'm excited. I am excited. I actually have zero opinion about it. I I didn't care for Meisner's. I don't know if I care for this. I just don't care. And not in a bad way. It was just anytime it's no some, Coke bottles. Anytime someone was like, "Oh, we can meet at we can meet at Misner's, Meisner's, however you want to pronounce," and I was like, mm. "Good, <laughs> we can't we can't meet at like we can't meet over at the Contemporary up in the California Grill Lounge, or we can't meet at Tambu Lounge. We have to meet there. Well, yeah, like, I don't, can't meet at the pool bar like, anywhere. <laughs> just." 
it was never my thing, but I'm, I hope people are excited about it. If that's what they want to be, you might like it uh, when I'm, it's new. I, I might, I might never spend time there. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to find <laughs> out, but thank you, Corey, uh, Jackie. So my rapid fire has to do with, um, Disney's Riviera resort, whose um, sales opened yesterday and, um, to the general public, so if you have been wanting to become a Disney Vacation Club member at that brand new resort, um, you can do that now. And if you become a member before the 31st of May, Disney Vacation Club is offering to save you $2,250 when you join by May 31st. So kind of a little, you know, incentive, big chunk of money coming right off the top of your investment amount. Of course, there's, um, you know, all kinds of rules. It requires new purchasers to buy a real estate interest equal in Disney's Riviera Resort, equal to at least 175 vacation points. So um, the savings is in the form of a credit off of the purchase price and doesn't represent any portion of the minimum down payment required. So um, you're required to put down at least 10% depending on your financing. Um, so how much of the point is a point for this place? Sorry. Mm, I didn't mean to stump you. What is I this? A show about DVC? Well, I believe that it's 188 a point. If my memory serves me correctly. Lord. Yeah, that sounds about so right. So 188 a point. So you're talking a lot of money. Let's see. What is that? 175 points at a minimum. I'm going to tell you this. Hold on. So 188 times 188, that's $32,900. There you Reflections. go. Minus <laughs> 2,200. Oh, oh, yeah. So the 2,250, <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, it's not, it's watch our DBC show on the Diz Unplugged and we get into some of this stuff, but you know, it's not a. It's like a 5% job. I could travel to the same location over and over again, or I could have a nice brand new car. <laughs> yeah. A Toyota <Yeah>. Camry. <laughs> oh no, a Camry. You could have money left over <laughs> for that. So unless yeah. you want to get it fully loaded, but thank you, Jackie. You are welcome, uh, Kathy. Okay, guests visiting the Magic Kingdom that are um, on a plant-based diet will now have a guide to help them easily distinguish distinguish which food items are made with animal meat or any animal products. The pamphlet is broken down by land, restaurant, and then lists every item that doesn't have meat in it. The pamphlet then uses a little leaf logo to categorize which items include no animal products at all. Um, You can get these at um, any guest service, guest experience team kiosk, or any of the guest relations locations. Um, Right now it's only at Magic Kingdom. Um, I guess I... You know, got to give Disney points for coming up with this. It's not going to help me any, but it's nice that, you know, that's one less thing that if you don't eat meat, here's an option for Can, you. Did you say where to get this? It's Why, a, yes, everywhere. The, oh, so it's like just, in any one of the serv- uh, restaurants or whatever? Pick up one of these pamphlets at any table service or quick service location, any guest experience team kiosk, or the two guest relations locations location city hall or liberty square ticket office awesome yeah uh, i walked past at least three or four 
areas with it set up, not even in. So it's easily accessible. You don't have to like yes. go to guest relations. Okay. Or that, you can look at it. We have it up on our website. Yeah. We do. I, I actually, I looked at the one on the website. I am into this. I've been trying to eat less meat. The older I'm getting, the more guilty I'm feeling as I'm doing it. I'm not a preachy person or anything like that. And I'm not, I'm not like a vegan or a vegetarian. I'm just trying to reduce that consumption. And But I know there are a lot of people out there that are strict vegan or vegetarian. And so, I, you know, in the vlogs you've seen, we're trying to make those kind of options uh, to try those options for other people. And um, I was looking at this and I was surprised by some places are like, oh, that's cool. Other things listed on here. I was like, mm, that seems like a cop out. But like, like, didn't they list churros or yeah, something? It was something where you're like. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, here you can get some black bean salsa mm. and nothing. And you're like, Fun. okay. Um, but no, there was there was some interesting things. So I really hope that um, this continues for each one of the parks. Because yeah. I literally was thinking to myself, um, like, like right before this came out, I was like, you know what I should do is go through the park and try and find all these options for people. And then they've done my job for me. Mm-hmm. So now I will eat all these options for people. You're welcome. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I... It's one of those things, Jess, like, well, we have this information up on our website and there's plenty of other sources out there that have this information. In an ideal world, everyone knows who we are and we get to toot our own horns about that. But realistically, I it's a fraction of the people who actually go and visit know to go on and find these resources and yeah. find them. So this stuff is important, mm-hmm. still having a physical presence in, in the parks like that. So, uh, And it might inspire people to be able to visit more often now because in the past they felt like they were battling uphill and trying to find options that worked for their lifestyles. So, well, it's, I, it's nice that I feel like this, this not only has attention been called to it, like you said, but this also kind of keeps it being like, they're getting more creative. Like, where can I go that it's not just, oh, uh, you know, spaghetti. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, I really like that Disney's getting on board with this. Cause like you said, you could have found this information online, a plethora of places before they put out this pamphlet. But the fact that they could just go into the parks and have easy access to it, you know, like I, I have plenty of friends who are vegetarian and vegan. And sometimes I like a little bit of a lighter meal too. So I just, I really like that it's all there in that, that one pamphlet for guests coming in that day. Like Rhino, I really hope they do it for the other parks. I really oh, hope I'm, that they... I'm sure yeah. they will. Yeah. And I hope, you know, beyond that, too, I hope that Disney decides to increase the quality of their food one day, too. So, like, if we're going to start offering... And I can't... That's not a knock. I don't know what they use. I can't imagine when you're eating their frozen cheeseburgers that those come from, like, grass-fed beef. Yeah. But I would hope that that leads in the way to making room for healthier because you know mm-hmm. there's some people will sit there and argue and say that that if you eat like nice lean grass-fed beef then that's healthier than genetically modified pea yeah. protein being mashed together to form a beyond meat or impossible burger so um beyond meat is not pea protein that is <laughs> Oh, wait. Yes, it is. Beyond Meat is pea protein. Impossible Burger is not <laughs> He's got that little protein. tone in his voice. <laughs> um, but you, this is why I like to order the the stuff like that, too, though, is, is you know, the added bonus. Of like, I, I, you know, I know I'm, I'm on that train where you're like, I don't know how much uh, genetic engineering I need involved in my food. But um, uh, if you order vegetarian or vegan food, it's usually not pre-prepared. So it's made fresh every time you get it. So it actually ends up tasting better than regular food. So it, I, you know, I, I am hoping with Craig as well, they make it better. 
Nope, we've we've run into that before too. So thank you, Kathy, for that. You're welcome. That got more mileage than you ever expected. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Rhino, why don't you close things up with um, reflections? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, Illuminations Reflections of Earth has announced the final presentation, and it will take place Monday, September thirtieth, twenty nineteen, and there will be no gap between that. And the much-anticipated Epcot Forever, which is set to begin October 1st, 2019. Um, so, that's it. See it while you can. It is. That's, it's beyond just that. So, they, they did the live stream of Illuminations last week, and they, they also showed off more of Epcot Forever. And a big thing that everyone was lambasting last week on the show, I think with the exception of me, was was Epcot Forever? Uh, I needed Kathy there that day because <laughs> I said uh, nothing about anything. You, yeah, you, true. When you said nothing, you were a part of the problem. You were How a part of you, the problem. That <laughs> were you here? Were you? Were you in on the hate train on that? Uh, I wasn't really hating it too hard, but I was saying that they should uh, improve it by letting us ride the jet skis. That uh, is true, but we we did get a look at what is happening with those in the video. And Rhino, if you move over uh, one more, you can see the the. As Pete was making fun of the kite technology, uh, it actually does look very, very cool in terms of how it's all going to come together. And Interesting. Uh, he's he is now a changed, optimistic man on that. Uh, you know, a lot of people were throwing out there, Pete. You constantly say to everyone, "Don't don't knock it before you see it." And uh, he he was definitely knocking it before he saw it. And now he's getting a little more interested. Again, I want to point out. I've been saying this is going to be awesome from the day it was announced at Destination D. So I'm I'm I, I all think, board on it. I think they're changing the name to Epcot Forever. Craig was right. I think they are. <laughs> I, uh, and they should because it's going to be a great show and I'm very excited. I know where I will be now on Epcot, at Epcot. On, on those days. So if you see me, I will have my tripod. I'll have my camera. Feel free to come and say hi to me. But uh, not five, the show's going five minutes before and after the show to not ruin the audio of my video, please do not talk to me. And, uh, <laughs> and please do not stand in front of me and then hold your, your cell phone up in the air and block my camera shot. You will. How about their iPad? Can they hold that up for you? <laughs> Definitely not. Any Anything of nature. I was in not. I know I need to wrap up the show here i was riding pirates of the caribbean the other day and of course we got sat in the the second row which i'm always happy about don't want to sit in the first row because you never know when you and the boat will sink down and you'll get more wet than you want we sat behind a family i'm not going to say anything about them except for the fact that they sit down and they let their kid keep his ipad on his lap the entire time with the screen brightness mm. all the way up, playing games on it. Okay. So, Full sound? A little bit of sound, but okay. I mean, obviously it's loud. But like, so it's obnoxious right from the start of moving through and, you know, you're going through the caves past all the skeletons and you're like, okay, this is ruining this. The drop is totally ruined when someone has a giant bright iPad on and most of the attraction is ruined with that. So I... Like Kylie was holding me back because I said it's like if I was a paying guest right now, like obviously I am a paying guest. I have my my park ticket and stuff. But if I would have paid 
$3,000 to come down to Walt Disney World on a vacation. And my first ride on Pirates is getting ruined by a little kid with his iPad that had he's on a ride pay attention to the ride if that would have happened i probably would have taken the ipad and chucked it into the water (laughs) and said that's that's that you can deal with disney later on that maybe next time listen to the rules no flash photography no big giant bright ipad oh my gosh i'm getting very irritated over it again (laughs) and can i say something before you wrap it up do it okay last week i was talking about a show that apparently had been at epcot before my time and a couple listeners wrote me and said that it was called surprise in the skies it was an epcot show during the day and they had boats that launched hang gliders with like tassels off the back and then they had a kaleidoscope i believe was another one too that everyone everyone filled us in i forgot that you were here last week were you hating on the show no she said it sounded like classic okay 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 Okay, I didn't. My brain's going. I don't remember anything minutes after the show, so uh, that's just how it works. But (laughs) thank you for bringing that back up, Kathy. Yes, every week we need to have uh, we need to go over a time where we say everything that we said wrong before and (laughs) pay reparations for them. So because. We give out a lot of wrong information from time to time, <laughs> but it's fine. It's We do it in fun and with a smile on our faces. Yeah. And with that, we are going to end things. Jackie's got to start her anniversary. We have to go back to work, other work than what we're doing. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thank you, everyone, for being here uh, with us. Thank you at home for listening and watching. We'll see you again next week with another episode. Cue up that music, Rhino, because I want to say bye. I can see the video. Oh, good. We're going to get the outro right. That's all that matters. <laughs>